Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Movies. I'm Brian Lataki, and today we look at one of the top movies on Disney Plus, Fox Searchlight's The Menu. You shouldn't be here tonight. You, my dear guests, are not the common man. Isn't that right? Yes, Is he going to keep doing that? What happens inside this room is meaningless compared to what happens outside. We are but a frightened nanosecond. Nature is timeless. What the hell is going on? I love you all. We love you too, sir! Any questions? Is this bergamot I'm getting, Chef? Yes, it is. A young couple travels to a remote island to eat at an exclusive restaurant where the chef has prepared a lavish menu with some shocking surprises. Written by the team of Seth Reese and Will Tracy and directed by Mark Malaud, the menu stars Rafe Fiennes as Chef Slowick, Anya Taylor-Joy as Margot, Nicholas Holt as Tyler, Hong Chow as Elsa, and features Janet McTeer, Paul Adelstein, John Leguizamo, Amy Carrero, Reed Burney, Judith Light, Rebecca Kuhn, Rob Yang, Arturo Castro, Mark St. Cyr, and Peter Gross. Now, I'll admit, I did not know too much about this movie until the buzz amongst my social circles began talking about it. That said, there was still a lot of secrecy when the person that would bring it up would then learn that I hadn't watched it. So I became intrigued and sat down to this movie knowing very little other than that it's either really good or it's super messed up. And that is all that I'm going to give to you. First off, the plot. This movie is incredibly written. The menu is part mystery, part horror, part thriller, and part comedy. That's not giving anything away that's in the Disney Plus description. The less you know about this film, the better, because as it goes on, and the more that the plot unravels, you are treated to a very incredible journey. Acting-wise, this movie is exceptional. Everybody plays their part perfectly and with so much fun. Of course, your standout is Ray Fiennes, whose chef Slowick is equal parts loving mentor, mysterious chef, and a little bit of Lord Voldemort. Now that said, the other actors like Anya Taylor-Joy, Nicholas Holt, and John Leguizamo all excel with their screen time. Now, overall, this movie is absolutely incredible. The sets are gorgeous, the music is perfect, and the mystery is so well done. I was so enthralled with my 107-minute journey to Chef Slowick's restaurant, and I never thought that I would be so taken back by a movie about foodies. I honestly cannot recommend this movie more. Honestly, just go watch it. Do not watch the trailers, don't read about it, just go watch it. Like I said, the less you know about this movie, the better. This is certainly in the conversation for one of the best films coming out of 2022. I give the menu an A+. Time to get through the coldest time of the year, and you may as well look your best doing so. Nick and the team at Swish Barbershop at 844 St. Mary's Road are ready to line you up and make you look your best. Walk-ins are always welcome, or you can visit my barber by booking today at boybarbernick.com. I've just been handed an urgent news story. Cannonball! Let's get into movie news you can use, and let's start it off with a little bit of controversy. The Wrap is reporting that Michael Bay is facing charges in Italy related to the killing of a pigeon on the set of Six Underground. The story is that a homing pigeon was killed during the production of Six Underground in Rome, which Michael Bay directed for Netflix. An unnamed individual allegedly witnessed the event and took a picture for the Italian authorities. Michael Bay is denying the allegation, saying, quote, I'm a well-known animal lover and major animal activist. No animal involved in the production production was injured or harmed.
performed or on any other production I've worked on in the past 30 years. It should be noted that pigeons are a protected species in Italy, and it's against the law to harm, kill, or capture any wild bird, including pigeons. Bay has made three separate attempts to have the case thrown out of court over the past year, but hasn't had any luck. He was given the opportunity to settle out of court with a small fine, but Bay refused the deal, insisting that he has clear video evidence, a multitude of witnesses, and a safety officer that exonerates anyone from these crimes. He also disproves their one paparazzi photo, which also gives a false story. He went on to say that he won't be accepting the plea deal because he would not plead guilty to having harmed an animal. Following speculations, John Williams has confirmed that he will not be retiring following the completion of the score for Indiana Jones 5. Williams said, quote, I'll stick around for a while. I can't retire from music. A day without music is a mistake. He added that his decades-long collaboration with Steven Spielberg was as good as any reason not to retire, saying, quote, one thing Steven isn't is a man that you can say no to. He then went on to say that he has at least 10 years to go. The next time you will hear the legendary John Williams will be the score for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which releases on June 30th of 2023. The rumor mill is also a buzz that a sequel to The Passion of the Christ by Mel Gibson is currently going into production. The rumor is that Passion of the Christ 2 focuses on the 24 hours encompassing Jesus' passion and the events that occurred three days between his crucifixion and resurrection. The report also includes the fact that actor Jim Caviezel would be returning to play Jesus and that Gibson would be returning to direct. Gibson also co-wrote The Passion of the Christ with Benedict Fitzgerald, and the 2004 film earned $612 million worldwide. During a recent interview with Collider, the Batman director Matt Reeves has confirmed that the upcoming HBO Max series The Penguin will tie into the upcoming sequel for the film. He said, quote, there's actually a whole little fabric of things we're wanting to do, the way we're doing with The Penguin, and how that comes back into how that will lead into the sequel and what that sequel is going to be. Reeves added that they're going to start shooting The Penguin with Colin Farrell very, very soon, and that it's super exciting. HBO Max's Sarah Aubrey had previously said that the events of the series will pick up immediately after the end of the Batman, saying, quote, the goal of this show is to show what Oz's life is like, and that's very much in the streets of Gotham, trying to get up and over as only the Penguin can. As a hustler and a strategist with his own ambitions, it's a great example of having the time over eight episodes to tell a longer arc character story with a lot of delicious twists and turns and new characters. The Penguin will also star Kristen Malati as Sophia Falcone, daughter of Carmine Falcone, the crime boss that John Turturro played in the film. Shifting over to the small screen, we now have been treated to the teaser trailer for the up coming Hulu series, Mel Brooks's History of the World Part 2. I've got some marketing materials to show you. Let's just jump right into it. Where's Noah? Hey, guys. I'm Jesus. Judas. General Grant. Mary Magdalene. Princess Anastasia. Siegmund Freud. Kublai Khan. Rasputin. Amelia Earhart. Marco. And the other guy says, Polo. It's better in a pool. Where I can see Good gravy, it's Harriet Tubman. Harriet Tubman, the inventor of the bathtub? How did these dumbasses enslave us? After waiting over 40 years, there is finally a sequel to the seminal Mel Brooks film History of the World Part 1, with each episode featuring a variety of sketches that take us through different periods of human history. This series is going to star Mel Brooks, who you know from Spaceballs and Blazing Saddles, Wanda Sykes, Nick Kroll, Ike Barinholtz, Pamela Adlin, Tim Baltz, Zazie Beetz, Jillian Bell, Danny DeVito, Jake Johnson, Jason Mantazukis, Ken Marino, Jack McBrayer, and so many more. If you are one of those young people who 
who has never seen History of the World Part 1, treat yourself to the story of Moses, the first caveman critic, and the Spanish Inquisition being turned into a song and dance routine. It is an absolutely gut-busting movie, and I am so excited for this series to begin on March 6th. In small screen casting, it has been confirmed that Jack Cutmore Scott has joined the cast of the Frasier sequel series and will play Frasier Crane's son, Freddy. Freddy is a nuanced combination of his father and grandfather, and years ago, Freddy rejected following in his father's footsteps, dropping out of college to become a firefighter, and he's never looked back until now, when recent troubles have left him with no one to turn to in his life. This new series will place Frasier Crane in a different city with new challenges to face, new relationships to forge, and an old dream or two to finally fulfill. As of now, there are very few returning cast members, and we shouldn't expect a lot. Kelsey Grammer had initially hoped to bring back the whole Legacy cast, but that changed when David Hyde Pierce turned down the project. Pierce played Niles Crane on Frasier, but Grammer said David basically decided he wasn't really interested in repeating the performance of Niles. Over at Paramount Plus, it has been confirmed that Morgan Freeman has signed on to join the upcoming series Lioness. Freeman joins the previously announced cast of Nicole Kidman, Zoe Saldana, and others, and will be taking on the role of Edwin Mullins, the United States Secretary of State. Lioness follows Cruz Manuelos, a rough-around-the-edges but passionate young Marine recruited to join the CIA's Lioness engagement team to help bring down a terrorist organization from within. After that great news, Paramount Plus left us with more news that is of the loosest of buttholes. Paramount Plus cancelled the Workaholics movie just weeks before it was set to begin filming. Adam Devine made the announcement on his Instagram, but did go on to say that they're looking for other streamers to hopefully make the movie. And finally, we wrap up today with a few pieces of information from the entertainment world. A Universal Parks and Resorts spokesperson told Deadline that their upcoming Halloween Horror Nights will receive a permanent experience in Las Vegas. The spokesperson said that the Halloween Horror Nights inspired experience will aim to bring to life Universal's vast library of classic horror films with a variety of unique, immersive, horror-centric experiences, bars and restaurants, seasonal events, and merchandise. The space will also feature a continuously updated experience with seasonal events. The experience will be the anchor tenant in a 20-acre expansion of Las Vegas's Area 15, which is described as being an experiential next-gen mall. The location is a few blocks off the Strip on Rancho Drive, and the horror experience will take up 110,000 square foot space. Actor Frankie Muniz, most known for his title role of Malcolm in the Middle, when your TV privileges are taken away, you have to do something for entertainment. This is totally a trade-off. Has officially joined the Rhett Jones racing team for the upcoming NASCAR season. In a statement, Muniz said, quote, It's with the utmost excitement, optimism, and gratitude that I'm joining Rhett Jones Racing for the full Arca Menard series scheduled this year. Ever since childhood, it's been my dream to pursue racing in NASCAR, and it was important to, for me to partner with a team that aligned with my long-term objectives and vision while providing every opportunity imaginable to grow mentally and physically as a full-time race car driver. His first race will be on February 18th at Daytona International Speedway behind the wheel of the number 30 Ford Mustang. Muniz hasn't done much acting as of late, with his last film being a 2018 horror flick called The Black String. However, late last year, Muniz did express interest in a Malcolm in the Middle reunion, saying, quote, I know Brian Cranston is really into the idea, and he's kind of heading writing the script and getting everything rolling, so there might be something. I would be down 100%, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. And we end with the news that Lisa Marie Presley, the only daughter of Elvis and Priscilla Presley, and the one-time wife of 
of Michael Jackson and Nicolas Cage, has passed away at the age of 54. The musician had a major cardiac event early on Thursday, which came on suddenly. Mere days before, Lisa Marie and her mother Priscilla attended the Golden Globes in order to witness Austin Butler taking home the Best Actor in a Drama Award that night for his role of playing Lisa Marie's father, Elvis. That's it for this episode of Talking Movies. Follow me on social media at Talking Movies PC and download full-length episodes on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And as always, you will eat less than you desire and more than you deserve. <laughs>